Hello, this story is called Too Much. I couldn't decide which cereal I wanted for breakfast. I glanced at the boxes already on the counter and saw my husband and kids had gotten out life cereal. I put the two boxes I was holding into the pantry and grabbed a bowl from the cupboard. I dumped the cereal into my bowl and the splash of milk that was left. I tossed the empty jug into the corner with the recycling. Hit the ramen box that was on top fell on the floor. Ugh, I grunted and looked away. I stood over the sink and shoved the cereal into my mouth, barely chewing between bites. I almost choked on my last bite, but washed it down with a swig of orange juice I saw on the counter. The clock in the microwave said 8.08, but I think that was the clock I had set fast. I knew I had a few more minutes before I had to rush out the door. He stayed home with the kids as I made my way to work. I navigated the heavy traffic, rushed inside. Most days started in chaos and it followed me throughout the day. I had emails, voicemails, meetings, and visits with clients. I took a while to respond to emails though. I often typed something, deleted it, retyped it. I had a hard time saying what I meant to say and often found myself second guessing my response. I didn't say much in my meetings. I smiled at my coworkers, took notes for our teams. I forgot to my lunch, so I ran to the vending machine on my break. I had $2 in change and couldn't find my debit card. I put my money in and waited. Which would be a better choice? Sun chips or a granola bar? Sun chips or a granola bar? I spent about 10 minutes of my 30-minute break trying to decide what to eat, settled on the granola bar. I was trying to be healthy, and it was, and I was working on losing weight. To be honest though, my real goal was just to not gain any more weight than I already had over the last year. That would be a start. When I got home, the house was fucking crazy. We had twin girls and two older boys. I glanced at my husband who looks like he had aged since I saw him this morning. Sorry, he smiled bleakly at me. I let out a long sigh, changed clothes. Time to start my second shift. I muttered under my breath as I started cleaning and organizing. I knew it was pointless. The kids were running circles around me and I finally gave in and zoned out on the Disney Channel. I gotta go lay down, he groaned. He went to a room to lay down. I didn't see him for the rest of the night. When I came to bed at 10, he was snoring loudly, still fully dressed, laying on top of the covers. I grabbed a blanket from the floor and covered him. He was shivering in his sleep. I touched his forehead and it wasn't hot so he must just be cold. I crawled under the covers and set my phone for 6 a.m. I couldn't sleep though. I hadn't slept well in years. My mind was always spinning and deceiving me. It was relentless. Did I say the right thing at work? Are the kids really okay? How much weight should I lose? Will I have time to work out? What should I make for supper tomorrow? Do the kids have any sports I forgot about? Should we get a dog? I should really take some time for myself. Do we have enough money? I'd feel terrible taking time for myself if he was still home with the kids. Could I just do something quickly on my lunch break? What constitutes as taking time for myself? Eventually I passed out around three and woke up to my alarm at six. Three hours was actually good for me. I felt proud of myself as I started the day again. The week continued the same as it had started, but he started to feel worse. Originally, I thought he was just exhausted on Monday when he had passed out when I got home. Each day I came home from work, though, his face looked more worn than the rest of the days. I anxiously asked him if he was okay. 
He repeatedly told me that he was, just drained from the kids and trying to write from home. He had quit his job earlier that year to be a writer. He was hoping he could write during the afternoons when the kids were napping. It had been six months and so far all he had accomplished was setting up a desk space and even that was questionable. On Friday he called me at noon and asked if I could come home early from work. He's coughing loudly on the phone, couldn't seem to catch his breath. I talked to my supervisor and headed home early. Does this count as me time? I thought on the car ride home. He scheduled an appointment that afternoon at the doctor. His coughing had gotten really bad. I was worried he was going to be hospitalized. After many tests, hours of waiting, he was admitted to the hospital. They couldn't figure out what was going on, but they wanted to keep him overnight for observation. The kids were with me, so I couldn't stay long. Guiltily, I left him there to bring him home. He was sleeping soundly, though, when I left, so some of the medications must have been helping. I couldn't decide what to make for supper, so I drove through Burger King on my way home and got the kids' food. I was still trying to lose weight, so I didn't get myself anything, but I finished off the leftover fries and had a few sips of Mountain Dew. I put on the TV for the kids and laid on the couch. I had been getting blinding migraines lately, and today was no exception. I couldn't move for hours as the kids crawled over me shouting, Mommy! Mommy! I barely responded. I buried my head in the couch cushions and tried to sleep. I did fall asleep when I woke up around midnight. The kids were still watching TV wide awake. I panicked. I rushed them off to bed. Didn't change their pajamas. Didn't have them brush their teeth. Didn't read them bedtime stories. I just carried them to bed, shut the door, said a quick prayer. I surveyed the living room another time and started crying. I stifled my cries with the throw pillow so I wouldn't wake the kids. My mind had to stop racing. I couldn't figure out how to end this feeling. I mean, I knew how I could end it. I had on many occasions, but I was trying to stop old habits. I couldn't go back to that. I just couldn't. I was a mom now. I was married. I went to church. I volunteered for book fairs. I wasn't the same anymore. I had changed. I had to change. Being a parent changes everything. I didn't know how to cope. Not really. I didn't know how to manage work, the kids, a husband, a household. I knew how to distract myself. I knew how to numb the anxiety and manage it on the surface. Underneath though, I hadn't really figured out how to address it. Not with the kids at least. I never told anyone about my past, what I had done, what type of person I had been. My husband didn't even know. I had cut ties with those friends after him and I met. I had to. Would he have loved me if he knew the real me? If he knew I'd been arrested many times for physical altercations? That what I was going through wasn't just really anxiety, it was rage. Rage that I had been able to manage and keep quiet for the past decade. It still lived in me though, and it desperately wanted to get out. I wanted to fucking punch someone all the time. When we were first married, I'd been able to mask this and get my anger out in healthy ways. I took kickboxing classes, which I loved. I did this for years and even instructed a few. I started doing yoga and meditation. I exercised a lot, spent a lot of time in therapy. Before the kids, I was in the best shape of my life. I was healthy, happy, managing. 
We had the kids and I slowly started to unravel. All these emotions I thought I had under control started to come out in small ways. I found myself losing my patience more than I wanted to. My anxiety worsened and lately I wasn't even able to make simple decisions. The twins drove me to the edge of madness daily. They were so adorably terrible. I needed to leave. The weight of work, the kids, the house, my husband, everything is too much. I left the kids at home safe in their beds. I locked the doors behind me. I had planned to only be gone for a few minutes. I just knew that if I stayed in the house for any longer, I would snap. It was cool outside, but I hadn't grabbed my coat. I wasn't cold. I was still in my work clothes, but I'd slipped on my walking shoes on my way out the door. I welcomed the drizzle that was coming down. I opened my mouth and drank it in. My eyes were closed as I stood at the edge of our block, mouth open, arms wide open. I could breathe. I could really breathe. I let out a huge sigh. Hey, bitch, get on the ground, he hollered. Ooh, that got my blood pumping. Uh, what'd you say? I turned around. He looked at me stunned that I hadn't complied. He was a little bit taller than I was, likely outweighed me by a good 50 pounds. No problem, I thought to myself. No fucking problem. I said, bitch, get on the ground. His dark eyes questioning me. I was out of practice, sure, but the anger I had pent up from the past few years let loose. I brought him to his knees in one swift kick. I pummeled his head and it cracked on the concrete. I repeatedly beat his chest, his nose, his face in what I can only describe as rage blackout because I lost sense of reality. It was exhilarating. I felt the most alive I had felt in years. He stopped moving as I stood over him. I should have panicked, but I didn't. My hands were bloodied and aching but a smile had formed on my face. I strolled home. I had only been gone a few minutes, but it felt like a lifetime. I changed out of my work clothes, hopped into bed, and for the first time in years, I slept through the night.